hey, quickly. <laughs> Hi, John. Morning. Morning, Will. Morning. I love these little pre-podcast meetings. We just got to get ready for everything. Yeah. We got an exciting podcast okay. today. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, it's just your questions answered, basically. We're doing tips. Tips. Here we go. This is the Edible Valley Podcast since 2011. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And happy day to you. This is William Stringer, and you're listening to the Edible Valley Podcast. I'm chef and host Jonathan Fraser. Johnny boy, what are we talking about today, mate? Today, we're going to get into some cooking tips. Nice. Okay. You know what? And this is awful because this is a podcast that you, me, and Darren set up and did a beautiful rendition the other day, or... Okay, it was about three months ago. <laughs> this is, is this a redo? And this is a redo. This is completely <laughs> redo. Because you know what? Sometimes uh, somebody sets a, a microphone wrong and it comes out <laughs> as if you're like... <sighs> the amount of technical faults. This is the Technical Fault Podcast from downtown Corny, <laughs> locals, restaurants. Um, yeah, the amount of times we're having a really, really good time. And then uh, Darren, uh, not Darren, John says a very unsavory word with four letters starting with F <laughs> and we know it hasn't been recording <laughs> um, but it is recording I've got eyes on you've got eyes on and yeah. you know what we got the headphones on so yeah. I know you don't sound like Darth Vader this time so that will make things really helpful for us so let's just jump straight in cooking tips they are shortcuts but they're so good that they just become the way uh, th- this could give you the real inside track, and I need it as the layman. I need these inside tracks. So let's let's uh, let's spin the wheel. Should we do it? Should we do a oh, spinny wheel you, episode? Yeah, you had a spinny wheel. You I was looking for wheel? an actually spinny wheel, but we'll just have to go. We're actually, looking wheel. for a literal spinny wheel. If anyone, you know what? what we is. could also even just like import a file that goes. Do, 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 no, <laughs> we were just talking about how too much. Let's do that. Actually. Too much in the world is is te- is. It, we want a proper spinny wheel. All right, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to do my my spinny wheel. So here we go. Ah, well, we're going to talk about seasoning all the way along. Okay, nice. Uh, so we're starting off today is because hey, it's summer is here. Barbecue season is about to start. Yeah. You know, people are going to start getting outside cooking, cooking in the backyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Food's going to be abundance. It's time to fill up. Yeah. And, and the summer harvest is about to hit. And this, this takes it to the next level as someone that started cooking recently and really enjoys it. Like I've got, I've gone all the way and I've got all spices in the cupboard, absolutely everything. You name it, the ingredients I've got. And I'm following instructions because I am no chef. But it takes it to the next level. It's like you've got the quality ingredients, but you you add that in, and it's like, whoa, yeah. genius. But I just dump it on, chuck it in the oven. But you're saying there's well, a number of... Well, I'm saying as you go along, yeah. all your ingredients, when you're combining different ingredients to make something, yeah. season as you go along. Don't wait till the very end 
uh, you know, so it's just throwing, when you start off, you're sauteing some onions, throw a little bit of salt and pepper in just as it's finishing up before you add the next step in there, you know, okay. just continually building and building and building. Yeah. Uh, and then you're not over seasoning at the end or you're, you're allowing the flavors to come out into your food as you're seasoning, as you go along. So how does that work then? If the recipe calls for say garlic powder, right? are you, and, and it says just, you know, chuck on the garlic powder, then put it in the oven, put it on the barbecue. You're saying, you know what, do it, spread that out a little bit? Well, I'm, uh, a little bit of that. Like I'm saying, like when you're using an ingredient, like a flavoring or something like that, then that's great. Like at that point. But if you're creating, like when you're creating a sauce to go with something, it's like, you know, season your chicken before it goes into the oven. A little yeah. salt and pepper, put your garlic powder on there, yeah. roast off it in the oven. Uh, and then when you're making your sauce, you know, season that all up. Yeah. Instead of at the very end when it comes out of the oven. Yeah. And then Which trying is to make the flavor. Then. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's what you do at the table when you add a bit of salt and pepper at the table, right? Yeah. Like, so it's a layer. Yeah. So you can just layer it as you go along. And yeah. it'll just make, your, make the food a little bit easier to cook with. And, and you can just, and my other thing is just tasting as you go along. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely love that one. Let's power so, through here. Yeah. Let's power through right here. Spinny wheel. Go on, John. This is awful. It's going to get annoying after. <laughs> we're not going to get taken seriously. <laughs> Spinny wheel stays. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about mise en place. Okay. Nice. Do you know what that even means? Yeah, everything is French for everything in this place. I do speak fluent French. I don't, I know. I don't speak you fluent You don't. You're not British. Yeah. <laughs> we, we fought wars for the right to not be cultured. <laughs> Leave us on the island. <laughs> yeah. So that is having everything in its place. Right. So that is making sure you're prepared. So instead, okay. go to the fridge, pull everything out yeah. you need for what you're doing. And then have a system for doing it. Yeah. So that's really the basics behind it. And so it's like in my restaurant when I'm working here, we everyone sets up everything they need for that day, for their station, for what we're cooking. Yeah. And then they prep and prepare and send out, right? And like Instead of like running to the cooler every time, they're like, oh, yeah. I need another chicken breast. Oh, I need another burger. And like, no, everything is set up there in its station, in its right place. I need, all my onions are cut, all my, yeah. you know, celery is diced up. It's all ready to go. That so. makes a real difference. This is one thing I've noticed. I actually go one step further if I'm making one recipe. Of course, I'm not a chef, but I, I look at the order it's in, in terms of as you, when, as you add the ingredients, and then I put it in a line on the working top, on the yeah. counter. And so I know what's up next. So if I have added the olive oil, I move that to the side. And I know the next ingredient that's going in is the soy sauce. You just keep everything organized yeah. in this place. It's all there. I was laughing because we were just talking to our two of my apprentices just got uh, gold medals. Oh, wow. Was it me bragging a little bit Should about we name these two? What's that? Should we name check? Name check. Yeah. So we got Eliana and um, Ella. Nice. Both apprentices here. Both just won gold medal in there. So post-secondary and secondary school nice. um, areas. Uh, Eliana is, is in Winnipeg right now competing wow. for Canada. Good job, Eliana. You yeah. did it. You got this. Or sorry, Ella. Sorry, Ella is gone. Eliana is off to Africa for a mission. For, oh, wow. Winnipeg yeah. and Africa. I know. Like, they're uh, wow. they're everywhere. Yeah. These, they, these women are incredible. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about with Ella about how she's to prepare for her competition. Yeah. And the, someone brought up the fact is you get all your containers and label them all beforehand with what's supposed to be in them. Right. So that when you go in to, 
do your competition and you have to prep everything in that order, you know that container gets, you know, 100 grams of onions, that yes. container gets right. And so, and that is taking it to the next level. And not that I'm saying a home cook should be doing this, but in a competition when you're, the adrenaline's on and yeah. you're, and you've got the time limit and you have to be done to have everything laid out with your containers yeah. ready to go that you just fill them up and you don't have to think as much. Well, it's about focus. And when you're making something, especially if you're not professional, so you're not in your comfort zone, if you've got everything ready straight in front of you, you are focused on the cooking process. Now, say you want to go and look for some baking powder because that's the next thing on there and you can't find it. You're like, oh, maybe it's in the, this cupboard or that cupboard. Well, something could be burning. You're not in that zone. Mm -hmm. If it's all out there, you're ready to go. You're feeling confident. And I'm going to give one quick shout out. We have a subscription with, I believe, Vancouver-based Fresh Prep. Um, it is like the HelloFresh of right. BC. <clears throat> they are wonderful and they send us a box uh, with the meal kit and everything is uh, cut out, ready to go. I'm not incentivized in any way to say this, but it's all ready to go. And it, they, they portion it out. You just chuck it in. And it's mm -hmm. every time it's like a restaurant quality meal. And we absolutely love it. And best thing is they, they are almost completely plastic free now. They send you reusable containers, which you oh, that's amazing. pop back on your porch afterwards. And it's just like a restaurant meal every single night. So I recommend that fresh prep. I think they're out of Vancouver. And if you want to go the next level of the CSAs and you can get the local farmers. Yes. Down oh, here, as like we talked about last week. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do that. Eva's looking after our new baby Penelope. Most of the time <laughs> I'm out working, uh, but I, I go out there, I get the ingredients and the CSAs are really, they are the way of getting, supporting the farmer, giving them the money they need so they don't mm -hmm. need to go to the bank to get the crops down. You've really got a stake in the Comox Valley if you do that. And I certainly will get on one of those at some point. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Time for the spinny wheel. Spinny wheel. Ba 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 We're Go. gonna talk frying pans. Oh yeah. Are you gonna say season the fry season the frying pan? Well that's always a bonus to okay. have a well seasoned frying pan so it doesn't stick. I have a little trick where I like to heat my pans up a little hotter than I want them okay. and then turn it down to let them cool and just add a little bit of oil. And what it sort of does is the oil, when it heats up, it, the pan expands. And then oh. when it cools down a bit, and I'm just talking like, you know, 10, 20 degrees, the oil sort of settles in there and sort of fill, forms a nice little bond. I'm not heating a pan up to where it's smoking and burning the yeah, oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like just when it just about just hitting that smoke point. Yeah. And then I try to turn it down just a little bit. But my other thing is not overcrowding the pan. Okay. Yeah. And this is a mistake that a lot of people do. And I see everyone does it is you have all this ingredient that you want to cook all at once. So you throw yeah. it all in the pan and it instantly drops that temperature of the yeah. pan. Yeah. And then everything just sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And then instead of frying and giving you a beautiful crisp that you're looking for, it gives you this sort of boiled, chewy, School dinners. School dinners. Not what you're looking for. Not around here, though, because the food in the schools here has been excellent the last few years. Yes. Um, so a couple of things about that. So your objective is to keep that temperature up in the pan. So you're staggering putting things in. Yeah. So the temperature stays up. That's going to affect the crispiness if you want the crispiness and things like that. Yes, exactly. Love it. And then the oil, are you heating up the pan, then adding oil? Or I heat up the pan, add a little bit of oil, let it heat up just a little bit in with there. With the pan? Yeah. Okay. And then I will just let it cool down just a bit. So like if you've got it up at, you know, three quarters, 
yeah. temperature and you see it's just getting to that point, then I yeah. turn it down to half. Okay. And, and then, then I would start cooking with it. So, and, and like in the, in the kitchen using, you know, we're using gas. So you're yeah. like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not like, sometimes I'll turn the pan up all the way and then I'll crank it down to half yeah. when I start to do my, my yeah. searing and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, and okay. That, that's a really, really good tip. Okay. And another Perfect. trick is once you've pulled all of that out of there, deglaze your pan. Well, now what does that mean? Well, that is throwing a bit of liquid in there to okay. peel, to take the flavors up that are sealed into the pan. Oh, and then pouring that as like a jus or something. Exactly. So oh, that's your, wow. your that's your pan gravy, basically. So I thought you meant to chuck it in the sink, a bit of wash. No, 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 no. Just leave the pan there. Throw a bit, maybe a bit of white wine, red wine. Oh, so not necessarily little, water. A little bit of chicken stock. Even a little bit of water would be fine, but it'll just lift all of those flavors. So there's a lot of flavor still in the pan. Stuck in the pan. You can just pull them right out. Wow. So people are chucking away flavor all the time. All the time. Okay, nice. I like that one. And just quickly, what's the best oil for cooking, would you say, in, including for health? Oh, I... Light olive oil? Uh, it really depends on what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like olive oils, uh, it, if, you're, if you're doing like searing and that, like a, a high temperature oil is always great. Like I love cooking in peanut oil. Oh, okay. When I'm when I'm sauteing and frying, uh, just because it has such a high smoke point, right? Yeah. Like, and you can get a lot of great heat out of yeah. it. Uh, but then you you run into allergies and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that's loaded. Like, olive oil is beautiful for you, but like extra virgin olive oil, as soon as heat touches it, you kind of kill everything that right. that's yeah. in it. So yeah. it's it's not always the best in, to be. within the olive oil. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially if you get a very high grade extra virgin olive oil yeah which just has beautiful flavors in it to put heat on it is but ridiculous. it's not yeah ideally what's the uh the heat temperature on that ideally oh you're asking me a Pretty number that's off not off <laughs> not my brain right at this moment <laughs> i'm only into my first coffee today <laughs> but we we all know it starts smoking really quickly and then yeah you get smoke alarms all yeah time. exactly so using using a higher temperature oil like avocado oil is another high one. Oh, okay uh, a lot of restaurants use canola oil canola oil even though i know there are some yeah you know, there's pros and cons to that one yeah. um yeah i use a lot of pomace oil which but is avocado like, oil is, would you say, it's a good combination of health and that heat Yeah, point. I think it does have a health. I yeah. mean, I totally haven't researched it enough to give you the full details. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that have. And there's a lot of people who say details about stuff that just because they like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. who doesn't like avocados? It's, yeah, um, exactly. There are some amazing avocados knocking about at the moment. A Caribbean avocados, they are massive um, oh, yeah. Honestly, five type. There are about five avocados in one giant avocado. Sounds like a blast. Yeah, I didn't know they grew anything in the Caribbean other than like <laughs> tree fruit. Like I'm amazed. Like I, I, I guess they do because I guess there's coconuts and pineapples and all those lovely tropical things. But like you don't hear that much farming done in the Caribbean. Right, but yeah. avocados. Really, really good. Isn't that right? all sugarcane and yeah, sugarcane. All right, yeah. this is my ignorance coming. <laughs> all right, do you want a spinny wheel? Well, no, actually, I'm just gonna slide down here because this is this falls right into okay. it. But like with searing and stuff like that, drying your meats. Okay. This okay. is something that a lot of people don't think about or whatever. But if you're doing a dry sear on something like that, just giving giving the cloth a tap just to get all that extra moisture. Right. Okay. So which falls back into my, you know, not overcrowding your pan, right? Like yeah, yeah. If you have a nice, like a nice steak that you've got 
you know, just give it a tap dry and then salt and pepper seasoning on top. So it's it's the steak, it's raw, mm-hmm. then you're drying it before you put it into the pan and start the process. Of yeah, that's okay. even just throwing it on the grill, right? Like just yeah. giving it a little tap just to get that extra moisture off there. Because yeah. that moisture is what's going to make it stick and it's going to make yeah. it boil. So if you want to get those nice sharp crisp marks on there yeah making sure it's nice and dry on the, the moisture so okay that is a really really important tip and on that subject say i i slow cook beef sometimes and it's recommended that it's sauteed on each side like if i've got three or four pounds of meat then we're sauteing each side of it um and sticking it in the slow cooker what would you say to to sauteing as a as an idea what does it actually do does it seal in the moisture or something like that well with sauteing is you're really like I mean, sauteing is jumping, right? Like it's, so it's, ha- you're having the stuff jump in the pan. Okay. Um, and so you're trying to cook out, like I'm, I, I more think of like onions for sauteing, right? Yeah. That you're, you're cooking out the, uh, the bitterness in the vegetable. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so sauteing can be with browning, which okay. gives you that caramelization and also can be without it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> uh, spinny wheel? Spinny wheel. Let's throw down the spinny wheel for that, sure. That's you. I got to... Oh. <laughs> As I said, first coffee of the day. <laughs> do, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, where am I going here? Uh, let's start talking about just some good practices. Okay. Since we're getting... We're doing some searing. We're doing some cooking. But we got to prep everything. Talk about the mirepoix. Your gold, good old cutting board. Yeah. Little safety thing. Throw a cloth underneath it. A little down Wow, cloth. okay. These are simple ideas, but it's so true. And it's something we use in the kitchen here everywhere. No one puts down a cutting board without a cloth under it yeah. because we're on stainless steel everywhere here. Yeah. You know, just because it's clean and, and sanitized and it holds up really you well. You say wet cloth. Yeah, so we just do a little little damp cloth. I mean, just that way it just doesn't slide, and you've got that extra sticking sticking ability. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than you know having something move on you when you're cutting with something sharp, right? That's how accidents happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on that one, the other thing is making sure you hone your knife before you before you use your knife. Okay. Which is honing is basically taking a steel to it and just making sure that it's got a bit of an edge on and making sure your knife okay. is sharp. So yeah. not as much as going through the full of getting a stone out yeah. and sharpening it, but just taking a uh, taking a steel to it just to give that little roughing up the the edges of the knife so it has something to cut with. So love it. Okay, that's important. Uh, spinning wheel. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about. Um, it's I'm I'm just going through my list. Uh, toasting. You know what? Here's something that a lot of people forget to do and never do. But you know, to get extra flavor uh, out of um, nuts and herbs, or not nuts and spices, is just to toast them up a little bit to release the oils out of them. Of the herbs. They uh, no of the spices. Okay. Don't okay. Want to, I always. I messed up with the herbs because herbs are usually, you know, they're usually light. And so you want to add them to add extra flavor to right from the thing. So I'm talking yeah. like, you know, parsley, rosemary, sage. They're yeah, all yeah. they're all fresh ingredients. So the flavor comes out instantly. And the longer you cook it, not it doesn't 
add extra flavor. Yeah, yeah. it kind of you kind of lose a bit and it blends into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas with spices, so we're talking like I could say just for quick ones, it's like cinnamon and uh, nutmeg. Uh, let's go uh, coriander, cilantro, and stuff like that. Just heating them up a little bit and letting those oils release, especially okay. with like I love cilantro or uh, coriander. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on at the tangent here with one coffee today. Uh, <laughs> uh, so coriander and cumin, right? Like just giving those, I, I we don't buy ground spices here. Like yeah. we buy whole seeds and grind them ourselves. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll take a whole pan of, of uh, coriander and a whole pan of cumin, toast it in the oven for a little bit, let it release some of those flavors and then we'll grind it and it just gives you such a more beautiful flavor yeah and it doesn't feel as flat when you're and this is of course a locals restaurant in yes. uh, corny <laughs> and uh, one thing i think with with this that's really important is it's like there is flavor and we're not allowing it out so just like where you add some juice to a pan when you finish cooking to add it as a pan jus mm-hmm. this is another way of releasing more flavor that's already there yeah yeah. And so I do this a lot with nuts too. Yeah. Like with, with, uh, like peanuts, cashews, all those kind of things. Just giving them a little toast up in the oven just brings that extra flavor to them. Oh, these are so simple. Mm-hmm. You can add these tips to anything. All right. We've got time for one more. Yeah. Let's do one more for sure. Right. Make it a good one. I'll do the wheel. You okay. look at the best one you got. Bum, 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 bum. How was that? Uh, this is a really easy one. Maybe a fail for the last one, but I'm saying salt your water. Oh, you see, I forget that. Everyone forgets that. So easy to forget it because you, in your mind, it's like you chuck the salt in there, it cooks everything, then there's all the salt leaves. Yeah. But I'm guessing that's not the case. No. So let's, a beautiful one is pasta. Yeah. Everyone just gets a big pot of boiling water. Yeah. Yeah. Throws their pasta in there. And I'm always like five to one. Five liters of water to one liter of pasta. Okay. You want to have lots of volume in there. But the other thing is you want flavor in there too. And so throwing that salt in there will cook into those vegetables or into that pasta. will add that extra flavor to Just it. layering again there. Just layering. Yeah. So that's all part of my... So I guess we've gone full circle here. Yeah. Back to the layering. And you can do the same thing with vegetables. You know, like, it, like green bees before you blanch them. Like here's a trick that you take green beans, throw them in boiling water with salt in it. Yeah. Uh, and then just as they get cooked, pull them out and fire them into ice water. Okay. And seals it. Seals it. And it keeps that greenness in it. Right. Yeah, you don't want to go in brown. Then, no. Exactly. So if you just pull them out and throw them on a tray, they slowly start nice. losing that beautiful, beautiful green color to them. Unlike purple beans, which are my nemesis, because <laughs> they look so beautiful. And the first time I got sold purple beans, I was like, these are amazing. And I threw them in the water and they turned green right away. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, they're purple. Purple insides. <laughs> but then hitting them with the water to to the ice water, like yeah. super cold water, that shocks them and keeps that green color. And okay. then if you go to reheat them so you can throw them in a pan and give them a quick saute, you know, if you wanted to throw some a little... Green beans with some shallots. Yeah. A little toasted almond and soya sauce. Nice. One of my favorites, right? Yeah. Like just quick and easy toss and on a plate. 
you know, that's it. It's Top it. Down. And they're going to stay nice and green and they're not going to wilt down to these brown, ugly, mushy things. So. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And that the bonus tip there that you kind of snuck in is the ratio with the pasta and the water. Or is, is that a ratio that could work for anything that you're cooking in water? Well, that's usually what I like to keep for pasta just because you need that volume. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. you see, I wouldn't have given that a second thought. Just yeah. Well, a lot of people are like, room. yeah. I've Cover got, it. <clears throat> I've got a, you know. I've got a one liter pot and I'm going to cram as much pasta in it. I've done it, you know, and then all of a sudden you've got this boiling mass and there's no water <laughs> yeah. and it's all gooey and yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just Five to something. one. Yeah. Great. I absolutely love that. Um, so, I mean, I think we've got, let's just keep the tips going for the, for the next show. We're going to do, I've got a whole list of other tips we can sit down and talk about. And, yeah. I love that. And hopefully we'll have Darren back here for this. Yeah. We, we missed D-Dog. Let's get D-Dog back. <laughs> yeah. He'll be around. <laughs> uh, he's keeping busy, keeping the restaurant going. So <laughs> yeah. So the news still is, how, how's the restaurant going? So you're now the owners of Locals Restaurant That's in Courtney. That's right. Chef and owner of Locals Restaurant here in Courtney. Food from, heart the, food from the heart of the island. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, our big sponsor, I guess. The supporting thing behind our our podcast right now, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's uh, it's going great. So the summer weather is just hitting. Our patio looks fabulous right now. Love I, it. I'm gonna say it's one of my favorite places in town to sit now. It is a gorgeous patio, and they are actually they've got a project across the river. It's right next to the river where they're basically building a forest. The couscous sum. They're yeah. rebuilding the estuary. They're what gonna a great. What get a great rid of the old sawmill, filled yeah. sawmill that was across the street, and they're gonna put it back to how it originally well close to what it originally was yeah i don't think there was a highway behind there but yeah <laughs> or one the, step at a time the road to comox right yeah uh but still it's just it's a beautiful area just to sit and enjoy and right here in the heart of of, of courtney so yeah. love it yeah. Um, and I am a I'm a realtor as well. I don't say that enough, but I'm a realtor with uh, with Royal the Page in the Comox Valley. So call me if you need. If you want to live here or you want to move to a, ni- a nicer place, different place, give me a give me a bell, William Stringer. So not only can you tell them where the best places to eat the best farms and where to get the food, but you can show them the most beautiful houses in the world. You need the whole package. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really love it as well. I love showing people around at different places. Uh, It's just, it's so satisfying because this valley is somewhere that has just become part of my heart, my soul. Uh, I live and breathe it. And I really have that very deep appreciation for it. So just, yeah. Wow. Love it. (laughs) Uh, so this was the Edible Valley podcast since 2011 my name is William Stringer realtor for Royal LePage in the Comox Valley and also the weekend show host on 98.9 Jet FM the Comox Valley's best rock can't forget that (laughs) thank you so much Will for sitting with me today mate it's my pleasure I'm chef Jonathan Fraser from Locals Restaurant in the heart of Vancouver Island And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips behind the scenes. And of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> Whoa. The boss of the radio station. Social media scumbag imposter.
This has been an Edible Valley production. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. Okay, ready again?